1: Bet Mile High with Will Evans, weekday afternoons at 2. Good afternoon everyone. I'd like to start this show off with some astounding news. I am doing I did something last night that I have never done before. I signed up for a Twitter account. That's right. That's right. It is at Bet Mile High. Now, technically, I tried to get this months ago, but man, the Twitter thing, I am not quite hip enough to do this. I'm old. I, I don't need to tweet. No one really needs to hear my thoughts. Then I realized that, yes, they need to hear Bet Mile High because last night during the Nuggets game, uh, Bet with JJ, our boy John John, was live tweeting during the Nuggets game because they hit. Plus ten, plus twelve, plus fifteen, uh, right there towards the end of the game, and they look so good. And the Nuggets always have a nice comeback in the fourth. He hammered those bets. I'd love to share those with you. So make sure you follow Bet with JJ right there on Twitter and Bet Mile High. Maybe I'll make my first tweet during the show today. <coughs> we got special guests in the studio. We got Richie Dub. Uh, we got Mickey Bullets as well. And because it's Wednesday. This is our golf special day. Mike, I'm glad you're here. You're a bit, you know, I know you bet the horses every day. You know you love golf.
2: I wouldn't say I love golf as far as I would say I love golf. As far as betting goes, I'm I'm kind of new to the, the the betting part since everything's just passed here in May, so I'm learning as I go. I have been a golf fan though, you know, most of my life. Grew up a, a big Greg Norman fan, unfortunately, which um, led to me crying quite a bit during the major championships. But I did some research last night and got some bets, uh, you know, written out to share with the betting world, mm-hmm. and um, hopefully they uh, they'll cash for you.
1: Now I'm glad you're joining us. We have Richie Dubb, so we. What we do here on Bet Mile High, we have a Bet Mile High golf card, and we construct this every Wednesday. So when I say card, it's a group of bets. We pick a couple winners, a couple in the top five, the top 10, the top 20, and Richie's favorite, he loves to bet the matchups. And unfortunately, every single golfer in this tournament is fantastic. You know, if you've been listening to the show, you know we've been riding uh, my favorite Doc Redmond all season, and my boy Patrick Berger. Unfortunately, Richie Dove's boyfriend, Brooks Kafka, is out for this tournament, buddy. I'm so sorry.
0: It's it's really a sad day um, for all of us Brooks stands. Uh But, you know, it's just he's going to recover. He'll be back, you know, maybe for the Masters, maybe next year. Um, but, man, I, I think the best player in this field is actually the course. Uh, it looks absolutely <laughs> insane right now. Uh, they're playing at Wingfoot up in New York. It's a little bit chilly there. And if the wind picks up, I, I don't even know what we're going to see, but, man, the course is going to get some Ws this week.
1: Now, every course sets up a little bit different. Some chicks dig the long ball. It may be putting. It could be your iron game. What is winged foot like?
0: Well, I mean, in the U.S. Open, which is the major this week, has always kind of had a tradition of being one of the tougher majors. They like to get those scores closer to par. But, man, they were doing, like, just some videos around the course, and they put one of those Arnold Palmer iced tea cans, you know, those big, like, yeah. pounder 16-ounce cans, into the into the grass, and it totally disappeared. Like, it went all the way to the bottom of this long grass, and the greens, like, you can miss a tear, and you might end up 30 feet away from the hole if you start at eight. Like it's just, they're so quick. It's gonna be so incredibly tough to hold and it's just crazy.
2: To what he said, plus two or worse, plus 110, finishing score. No
1: kidding. So we, we've we seen minus 16s. What, what did DJ do a couple weeks ago, minus 19? Yeah, it's just straight dirty golf. So this is gonna be a lot closer and I'm assuming it's gonna make this a lot harder to bet.
0: I, I think that it's difficult to pick a winner this week. Um, you know, I think Sunday is going to be absolutely bonkers. I mean, we're going to have the Nuggets play in Game Two. We're going to have NFL football, and we're going to have guys that, when they're coming down the stretch, you're going to be like, "Oh man, if this guy just pars out, he might hold on to this thing, and he's going to go bogey, 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 bogey. <laughs> like it's oh, just going to no. be, it's going to be crazy.
1: Well, see, but that is so much fun to watch. Now we do love our top five, our top ten, our top twenty bets even, but I know the odds go way down in those top 20s. I'm looking at this list of names, and I'm just going to toss out a couple names that I think have a really good chance, and maybe let's do a bet or fade segment. We do that with football, with Mare Bear. Let's do a better fade on some of these golfers. Mike, I'll start with you. Let's say top five, bet or fade. Justin Thomas. Bet. There we go. Uh, What about Dan Berger?
0: I bet for sure.
1: Bet top five, okay? Adam Scott.
0: I'll fade Adam Scott.
1: Fade Adam Scott. Oh my goodness. Uh, what about the perennial top ten, Matthew Wolf? Is he going to crack the top five?
0: I mean, I like Wolf as like a, as like a playoff Bryson. So everybody loves, you know, they loved Bryson, but he hasn't been in great form. I think Wolf brings the same qualities of being a bomber off the tee, being able to get down there at just a way better price at whatever he's priced now. Do I think he's going to win this week? Nah. Do I like him at his kind of derivatives in the top 10, top 20? top For sure.
2: So, I bet that I thought it was interesting, and I actually emailed you this last night. I saw that. Which is kind of crazy. Phil Mickelson, top 40, plus 125. So, you're not getting rich off of it, by any means.
1: No, but that's actually but really, that's really interesting, though. Because I see a lot of top 20s for the top five players that are in negatives. You know, you, I'd have to bet 200 to win 100 on DJ or uh, JT. So if I'm getting a little bit of bonus for top 40 with one of the greatest golfers of our generation, really,
2: I think he's mad too. He is of the of his blow up in 06. So I think he's coming to the course. What I read is the last couple of weeks have been really shaky with his driving ac- accuracy, which is definitely not going to help him. So it's more or less, which Phil shows up? Can you keep it together just for two rounds so I can cash? After that, I don't really, you know, good luck, go back to the senior tour. But, um, yeah, and then the other one I thought was interesting as well, and maybe you guys have some input on this one, is the, the good old Tiger Woods to make or miss the cut.
1: Okay, I can't believe that we have to have a conversation about Tiger Woods missing a cut in a tournament. For most of my adult life, he has been the premier favorite on on the Lynx. It's kind of weird because we bro- we grew up with Greg Normans, that, that generation of golfers. Tiger Woods was the best we've ever seen, and he might not even make the field. Richie, there's no way.
0: I, I mean, he, he's in the field. He's going to start, and he got the, uh, the preferential tee time status. So he's going out Thursday morning and then Friday afternoon, which gives him a little bit more rest. Um, I was kind of worried if they're going to do the Thursday afternoon and the Friday morning, he wouldn't have enough time to kind of get get back. I and mean, I think the thing that kind of worries me is with this being in New York and it's going to be cooler in the mornings. Can he get the back activated? Like, can he get the injury going and can he get going? And this rough is going to take a toll on people. Like, if you go in there, just trying to get it to the fairway, you're going to have to take a pretty good hack. Fantella, <laughs> so, I can't
2: wait to watch. So, Richie, what you just said actually, I mean, I think that backs up a little bit the finishing score bet you know with with the rough i mean from what i hear too is the crowd won't be able to pat it down at all no fans so if you miss you know slightly on your your drive you're going to be in some trouble
1: now i did see a very cool bet that is available right now on most of the online sport books when you get down the winner will only be winning by one stroke or is it a two or three person playoff and it sounds like we have a chance of that but if i bet a three-person playoff It is plus 600, which means I bet $100 and win 600 if there's three guys in the playoff.
0: It it doesn't happen a lot is the thing. Like, even in these scores where they're probably going to be bunched up, they're probably going to be closer there, you know, if DJ comes out on the first day and shoots an 81, I'm not going to be totally shocked. Um, So I think that it's one of those things that, you know, can we get a playoff? Absolutely. Is there a chance that, like, one guy makes – even par and everybody else is standing at five under, totally possible as well. So maybe like you kind of go both ways, right? You go both directions that you get big plus odds and you either bet it's going to be super close at the plus 600 and we have a playoff or you bet that somebody wins by five and it's, it's also probably like a plus 600 number.
1: Now when we're constructing the cards, we're trying to hit all the top fives, the top tens, and the top twenties. You are not going to hit every golfer that you put in these cards. So we're putting in a larger number, right?
0: Yeah, you're you're going to sprinkle it around, and you're going to kind of make your stands on on what you're looking at a guy. And I mean, I know every time I've been on here talking about golf betting, um, what I've done is just you know I'm, I've been on here talking a lot about ball strikers, and I think that this week maybe less important than ever that the great ball strikers are here. I think it's one of those things that we're going to see a lot of different golfers kind of compete here and. The low numbers, it's it's kind of a crapshoot, but I love it. Um, and we could break down kind of the guys I like and why I like them going forward. I'll
1: tell you what, we're going to take a short break. So when we come back, get your pads, your pencils, your pens, and your beers, because we're going to give you some picks for the top ten. Bet Mile High with Will Evans. Weekday afternoons at 2. back to Bet Mile High, the show where we love to make bets on the air. I'd love to make a bet right now. We are talking golf. We got Mike and Richie in the studio. We are debating which guys are going in our top fives, top tens, top twenties. And it's a lot of fun because some of these guys are right there on the cusp. Uh... And we don't want to bet the pure favorites in this, right, Richie? We don't want to just say Dustin because he's not going to pay off a lot if he does
0: win. I mean, I think the two favorites, Dustin Johnson and John Rahm, are favorites for a reason. Um, and if you prescribe to kind of like the philosophy of how they're going to go about beating this course, I think that they make some sense there. Uh, but you know, I think that I like them in matchups. You know, they're probably matched up against each other, but you hmm. may be able to like round two, round three, get match up against somebody else. Okay. Um, or I like them live. So, if they go out and they have a bad first day, and you can get them at like twenty, fifteen, then you kind of look at them after Thursday and you say, you know what, he just didn't putt well, and he missed a couple chippies, and you're just kind of like, all right, well, we'll we'll gamble there. I'm probably not going to take him to start. Uh, I'm going to look a little bit farther down to win. But you know, I think that if you if you think about this tournament, it really can be won a couple of different ways. And so the U.S. Open has always kind of been thought of you don't have to be the massive bomber to get ahead here. Even though some bombers have won, it's been guys that hit fairways and hit greens. But when I was looking at the rough and like just thinking about how golfers like to play it, if I hit it out there, and it's 320 yards out there versus somebody that's 280, if that guy's 280 in the rough versus 320, that 320 guy's going to have a much more lofted wedge. He's going to be able to throw it up. And the guy from 280 is not going to be able to hold these firm greens. So it's one of these things that I think that We'll see early on in the tournament which strategy is working. And so I kind of like it live.
1: Now, I've got to ask you about the live betting. So we do this on Wednesday before we've seen any of the golfers at all. Now, if they have a, say, oh, what about Colin Morikawa is a good example. Right now, he's 16 to 1. So if I bet $100, I could win $1,600 if he wins the tournament. I like that number. But if he stinks, on Thursday, you're saying I might get him at 20 or 25 to 1?
0: Oh, yeah. And, you know, he's one of the guys that I'm I'm actually fading a little bit this week at my own risk because I love that guy, and he won us a lot of money this year. But <laughs> he did. Um, you know, I think that it's just one of those things that you can, you can look at the numbers and they go up and down, and, you know, if they're a good player playing well on the first day, their odds are going to tank. So, like, if you think that somebody's going to come out hot out of the gate, maybe it's JT at 14 to 1. You better put that bet in pre tournament because it's not going to be better than that if he's leading after the first day, unless he tanks the second or third day, but he's probably not making it back from
1: there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's not going to win if he does tank day three that Saturday. Uh, if we're looking at odds to to win this tournament, are we looking for 30 to 1? Like, what, what number are we looking for? How much of a payoff do we want? Because right now, I get 8 to 1 on Dustin Johnson.
2: I think you go huge.
1: Go swing I mean, for the fin- or swing
2: for the fences? If you're going to bet golfers straight up just to win out, right? Just because of how I mean, it's not an easy bet. I mean, you got a huge field, right? But,
0: I, I I disagree with the huge. I mean, I guess it depends on your proportion of huge. Like are you talking like 100 plus? He's oh,
2: uh the, the, example the guy I like. I like Webb Simpson, right? Plus yeah. 2800. Yeah, he's, so, he's twenty
0: eight to one. That's that's a good size, but that's mm, not like huge not huge correct. Right.
2: Oh yeah, oh huge compared to the <laughs> the other odds that you can get in the field, of course. Yeah. Yes.
0: I think the mid tier is exactly where you're looking. And like that's the right area to look to me. Mm-hmm. That Daniel Berger, you know, maybe Reed gets sneaky. Tommy Fleetwood hasn't been in good form, but you know, he could show up. Patrick Cantley. I think that if you're look, looking looking a place to win bets, that's kind of the area I'm looking. Now for top five, top tens, like that's a different ball game just kind of depending on price but to win that's kind of the area I'm looking at
1: nice now I do like the idea of the top I love picking three or four guys in that top 10 sphere I love picking two guys in the top five and obviously the guys we're picking in the top five are not the winner of the tournament but the guys who kind of sneak in with the better odds like for instance your boy Webb Simpson if he finishes the top five he's six to one right now
2: I actually just looked that up that's funny yeah I was looking at the breakdown of him top five top ten and so forth and that's a, that's a solid bet as well. I mean, Should
1: we go ahead and lock him into a top five or a top ten? Richie, we'll let you make that decision.
0: I mean, I, I think if you guys like him, I'm okay rolling with him. You know, he's not a guy that I'm probably going to be playing a lot of, but I don't, I'm don't. i not going to talk people off of him because he's solid.
1: Who do you love right now? Top five. Top, so top, top Yeah, top five guy. I need... I need someone who's going to get us 12 to one in that top five. And I'm, I'm you got to dig deep for that.
0: So, I mean, I think, I think the guy that I'd be looking at in that top five, if I'm going to choose one of those guys and the area that we start getting down there is probably Matt Wolf or Gary Woodland. Um, Wolf's at 11 to one. Woodland's at 14 to one. You know, I think Woodland, I mean, he's a major champion. He hasn't. His form hasn't been totally great, but he can get accurate off the tee with like a three wood and leave himself some pretty good numbers. Uh, his putting has been better. I don't know, like on this thing, if anybody's gonna putt well. So that maybe that brings it back to the field. And then Wolf's kind of that 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 semi play I was talking about earlier. Like, if you like Bryson, I think you just take Wolf for the deeper number and you get a bomber. That yeah, he might miss some stuff, but he's gonna have little wedges to to get there. And you know maybe he can. Stick some greens early, but those are guys that, that when I look at you know their odds may get better after Thursday. Those are the two guys in the long range that I like.
1: Now, Matthew Wolf, I'm glad you brought him up. His matchup in that opening round is Sebastian Munoz. I like Matthew Wolf. He's at minus one twenty, 120, minus one twenty five somewhere in there.
0: I love, I love that idea. It's definitely a little juice, and Munoz is definitely like the less household name, so I think you're paying a little price just for taking like the better name guy type of deal. Um, but I, I think that he's going to win that matchup for sure.
1: Nice. So let's definitely put down Matthew Wolf in the uh, in the head-to-head matchup part of our card. Uh, top guy, top ten. Adam Scott in the top ten. You feel? Where are we feeling? Uh, Tony Finau, top twenty. Uh, we've been writing
0: Tony Finau all season long too. Morikawa, Finau, and Kepka. Adam. I mean, I think Finau is one of those guys that I'm only looking at his Thursday real close. And if he looks like he's going to make the cut, then I'm going to look at, can I still get him for a top 10, top 20? And then he can work his way back, even if he's a little far back.
2: Is he one of those guys due for a major? I can't remember. He hasn't won one, right?
0: I, I mean, he hasn't, he hasn't won a major, like, field tournament. And he hasn't yeah. even. He's, he's won, like, one sub-field tournament that was, like, the mm-hmm. Puerto Rico Open or something. So, like, he he's one of those guys that Consistent. has the talent to do it. It's just mentally this course is going to be an absolute grind. And so the guys I like this week are some names that, like, they're grinders. Okay. And I know that, that we're going to grind. It's going to be hard. And these guys are going to be, like, let's strap in and I can just hang on.
1: All right, throw some names at us that we should be watching on thursday
0: so so i like uh captain america patrick reed <laughs> okay. um, now this is a guy that he's he's a great scrambler kind of from all ranges just his game is he's not gonna stop sweating until he gets his par bogey and you kind of need guys that are gonna be like you know what i need to grind this out for a bogey so i don't lose two strokes and i just lose one and so he's one of those guys that you know, I think as has a chance. He's at 33-1 to 1 right now. Um, but his game and mentality, I think, fit this course really well. And then there's a Euro guy that's even farther down the board that has played pretty well in tough tournaments, Matt Fitzpatrick. Mm. Um, so this guy can really roll it on the greens. He's a great putter. Uh, he's another grinder type guy. That if you know, if it's tournament that's 20 under, he's not a birdie fest guy. He's not going to go out there and hammer home a bunch of birdies. But man, I think he can grind out a bunch of pars.
1: I see what you mean when you say grinder, mentally tough, decent irons, game strokes from the tee. Okay, this gives us a little little circle we can look at.
2: Matt Fitzpatrick plus 550, top English player. Get it? Okay, I yeah. love that.
1: Yeah, love that. Now, Patrick Reed to win, he's plus thirty-three hundred, which means if you bet a hundred dollars on Patrick Reed, you're walking out with three thousand and change. Now he has won the 2018 Masters. Uh, he He's a grinder. Uh, he's gained strokes in his last seven tournaments. You know what? I think he's a great value for a top ten or a top five.
0: Yeah, I, I like him a lot of different places, and you know, it's just kind of one of those things that. I, I think he just kinda has the well rounded game and the mentality that you're gonna need to to just survive here.
1: No, mental toughness. Uh, now it's really funny to talk about golf with you guys. Because you're like, Oh yeah, you gotta hit the fairways, hit the greens. Now when I play golf, I'm pretty just I land in the rough, then when I hit it again it goes into the rough another hundred and fifty yards down, then right. then I land in the bunker next to the you know, next to the green. Yeah. And so I think I'm a pretty decent rough player at this point in my life. I mean,
0: I'm an excellent rough player. You know, (laughs) pure practice. My my scrambling stats, dude, I just get so many reps out of the rough. And it's kind of worrying me for some of the young guys. Even though I chose Wolf, like, you aren't taking a lot of hacks out of grass this long, like, ever. And you're, you know, they said that they might lose balls in the rough. Like, they're going to have spotters out there because there's not crowds. They're kind of worried that they may lose balls just in the rough.
1: Oh, that's just embarrassing. That is not, how, I mean, that's almost as bad as picking up the ball on the green without marking it. I mean,
0: that's just what we do.
1: With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom?
1: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
0: No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky.
1: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: Like I lose balls in the rough, but these guys shouldn't lose balls in the rough. That's like,
1: like yeah. so I carry 20 or 24 in my bag just with in case. The,
2: with that bottle of whiskey
1: and the hand wedge. Yeah. So tell you what, we're gonna we're gonna look through our clubs real fast. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. With Will Evans, weekday afternoons at 2. Welcome back to Bet Mile High. Today is betting golf mile high. Even though they're playing at Wingfoot, we got to get some bets in right now. The tournament starts tomorrow. It is the U.S. Open, and one of our favorite ways to bet is because we've been watching these golfers all season long. There's a way you can bet it. It's called a head-to-head matchup, where it puts two guys in the same group together. And whoever finishes better that, is it the first day, Richie? Or is it the whole tournament?
0: This is all four rounds. So even if they both get cut, whoever got closer to
1: the cut wins. Okay. See, now this is a lot of fun. I'm going to call off. And the best part about the US Open, you know every single one of these players. These are the household names. So I'm going to try to find a couple matchups that we're going to do the same thing. It's kind of a bet or fade proposition here. Uh, Richie, if I told you that two of my favorites, Tyrell Hatton, is playing Harris English. I know, know, right? So one is English, and the other is just named it. Which way are you going?
0: Man, that is a tough one. And those guys have kind of been neck and neck Mm -hmm. for me like the last couple weeks. And that that makes these matchups tough. I mean, I I wouldn't lay any of my hard-earned cash on that. But if I had to choose right now, I think I'm going Hatton.
1: That sounds like a fade- to me, now one of the guys that we loved earlier this season. Here we go. Paul Casey versus Abraham, our favorite golfer answer.
0: My, my guy, Babraham answer. That's right. Uh, the Mexican Allen Iverson answer. <laughs> um, you know, I think that Abe's the way to go. Um, he's a guy that can be really accurate. You know, it, he's a little young, but I think that he's got the game that, that works at hard courses. All right. Now... Mike, I've got a, I've got a tough one for you,
1: because this comes down to one of my favorite players versus the best player in the world. Are you taking John Rahm or Dustin Johnson? DJ. Oh, that is that is the wiser pick, I think. But I'm such on the Rahm bandwagon after that last tournament that,
0: I mean, he's won the two hardest courses this year, so like Rahm has shown it. And DJ has the better form. I think it's a tough pick. Both of them could be like the two guys that take off like horses and they're just kind of way out front and everybody feels lag behind. Uh, but we'll find out. And if anybody blows, has a blow-up day, the other guy wins.
1: Now, for for the listeners, we've been talking golf for months because that's really the only sport that was going on. We were really big on Shambo right there at the beginning, but he hasn't really lived up to all the hype. Right now, he's head-to-head with Colin, the hottest golfer out there Morikawa how are you how are you betting that's even money on Dae or minus
0: 125 on Collins I think I'm rolling the dice with BDC um, you know he doesn't have the best form it's not their form but he said he's just going to pull the driver this week if he hits a couple fairways he can get up and down if he puts it way out there and he's in the rough I think you could chunk it out. You know, Morikawa just doesn't have that length. That if he catches some of that rough, those irons aren't going to be near as good out of four-inch rough mm-hmm. than they we were off the fairway. The nice
2: thing with Bryson, which you uh, mentioned earlier, these guys are going to be hacking the rough. He's a big dude. <laughs> I mean, he's he's built.
0: He's drinking those milkshakes, and he's also a great putter, underrated putter for a big guy. He's he's just one of those guys that can turn it on, and you know his three-putt avoidance is is decent. So I think that you know that's one of the things that. I kinda you know, Colin's a great putter as well, but I think Bryson has them by an edge.
1: I love it. Now one of the one of the more enjoyable ways to bet golf is when you're doing your golfer proposition bets. You're allowed to bet on different things. Now let's just, for example, take the best golfer in the world, Dustin Johnson. We can wager on the amount of birdies in the first round. But check this out. If he has four plus birdies, it pays three to one. Or if he has zero to one birdies, it is plus 200. So you get two to one on your money if he only gets one birdie. So I'm looking at different ways to bet this. You, we know this is a tough course, but he is the best. Are you going to ride
0: with him? I mean, I, so I, I texted a friend who has a, a friend that's a sup, that's a golf superintendent at Cypress Ridge, which is out in Cali. But, you know, these guys know golf courses. And he asked him what he thought the score would be to win this thing. And he said plus five. So what? He he thinks that this thing is gonna be way over. And I don't I think that they don't care if the winner is plus ten this weekend. I think they're gonna piss off all these players and just make this course so hard that birdies are gonna be tough to come by. I wouldn't touch the four plus, but the one zero to one, that's interesting to me. Yeah, two to one.
1: Now, I've always kinda wondered this. I know that every day the pin position changes. Now who's actually making the decisions on the rough the placements? Is it is it the
0: who is it? So it depends on the tournament. This okay. weekend, it's the USGA since it's their tournament. Um, but when we were talking earlier, you were asking me about stats. And I said the stats can be really deceiving because one of the things that I look for in stats is, like, proximity of your approach to the hole. So if you can hit it to within 8 feet or 10 feet, that 8 footer's is a lot easier than 10-footers. So I like the guys that can get it closer but this weekend it's going to be about your intelligence and man, I wish tiger was in a little bit better form, but it's not so much about how close you are to the hole as you are about hitting the right tier. So if you go to a golf course, you notice that there's different parts of the green. Some of them are lower. Some of them are higher. Some of them are just straight ridges that are backboards. And you know, what you need to do is you need to set yourself up and your ball up to where you can have makeable putts on these greens or else you might be putting back downhill and that thing might go off and you might I think we're going to see multiple players that three putt and they might putt and then have to chip and then putt again because these greens are so nasty that if you don't land it on the right tier it's going to be incredibly difficult.
1: Oh, that does sound incredible. That sounds actually the way that I play golf is putt, chip, putt, putt, scream, putt and do and just do it all over again. Uh, I'm excited to watch this tournament. Now, I know you're going to be tweeting out your picks uh, at the at @betmilehigh on Twitter, uh, what is your handle, that's so people can follow you and get all the good picks?
0: Well, I, I think that we're just going to retweet it with the bet mile high, since my handle's you know wonky. Um, I'm looking, I'm trying to figure out if I want to want to change it to, but I just I look for that bet mile high account, and maybe we can set up like an auto retweet or something, um, and have you kind of just follow it there.
1: Oh, I absolutely love it. Now, we are sitting here at Society Sports and Spirits, 1434 Blake Street. We do the show here every day from 2 to 3. And uh, every day during the show, we try a different product from Mile High Spirits. It was Fireside Bourbon yesterday, and right now it is their Cuidado Tequila. It's like a peppery tequila. I like an orange with mine instead of a lime, but I really don't like limes at all. But in honor of Mile High Spirits... I have made a couple of early line NFL bets, and I want to share these with you guys because there's a couple weird ones out there right now, and uh, one of the strangest ones I've seen is the Los Angeles Rams are playing the Philadelphia Eagles, minus Lane Johnson, minus their receivers, and uh, and Miles Sanders. So right now the LA Rams are minus one.
0: I mean, the question is, are they still going to be not there this week? Like, it's just they aren't ruled out yet, and does that line bounce back? Because if if they had those guys, if Lane comes back and Miles comes back, like, that number doesn't look as appealing. No, I think Lane Johnson coming back
1: even more so than Miles Sanders. But we also saw the Rams have a heck of a game against the Dallas Cowboys last week. And I have to admit, I am on the Danny Dimes bandwagon right now. I know they got rocked last week. But they're getting six points against the Chicago Bears. Now, I don't know if you guys saw the Chicago Bears play. Uh, Mike, you brought up a really good point. These first three games are kind of like the preseason. These teams are going to get better, iron out a few details. I don't see how the Bears can iron anything out right now.
2: Yeah, the the tough thing about this season is... Who's kind of relating to golfers in form? Who's in form? I mean, with no preseason, like how many games last week were absolutely a joke just because maybe the players were out of shape, the game plan wasn't on, you know, on point. Uh, you still got a lot, of, you know, a lot of players um, trying to get to know each other as far as your quarterback and wide receiver relationships go. Um, the Bears, uh, I'm looking minus what minus five and a half. Mm. With if minus gra- one fifteen nice. juice, yeah, I'm not touching that game. I don't trust those guys. And the sad <laughs> thing is, I don't trust the Giants either. I mean, Saquon
1: Barkley <laughs> six yards. I know he got sixty through the air. He is. That wasn't
2: him, though. I think that was more play calling. Well, I believe that was the but, Steelers
1: defense. Oh. Which actually, this is a great segue, going straight into uh, from stopping Saquon Bar- Barkley. Then the Broncos have lost Philip Lindsay. Melvin Gordon's still there, but his Broncos. Steelers this weekend, guys, Do the Broncos have a chance to cover seven and a half points? Because the line started at six with the Steelers, then six and a half, then seven, then seven and a half. So when I say early lines, I'm saying if you bet these games on Monday or Tuesday, you are going to get some really good value instead of betting them on Sunday mornings.
2: I like alternate spread in that. And I vouch, though, I won't you know, play against my team because I did that Monday night with the Titans. But the Broncos-Steelers game, if I was to bet that game, I would even up it. You know, I'm looking at the alternate lines now. I mean, maybe take the Steelers minus 8.5, minus <laughs> 9.5, minus 10.5. Oh, I mean, man,
1: you are fading the Broncos bad. I'm just, so,
2: keep, I'm just keeping it real, man. Yeah,
1: if I if we now get no Cortland Sutton, no KJ Hamler, Garrett Bowles is still there.
0: I mean, I guess it's, you know, you look at what was successful against the Steelers. It was the passing. So it all comes down. Does Locke have those passes in him? Because he still has the weapons and Judy and that to, to get it done. And, you know, that that's just has backdoor cover written all over it if the Steelers don't drop the hammer. Like, they, I, I could see them get out to, you know, 14, 21-point lead pretty easily. But are they going to keep it there? Or are they just going to try and play it safe? Because they have a running back injury as well. And Connor, like, they probably take Snell out. Uh, so it's just one of those things that do they drop the hammer and cover the seven? Don't
1: get me wrong. Snell had
0: a hundred and
1: thirty yards.
0: Looked really good.
1: He, he did look really good, and that's even missing David DeCastro and maybe their right tackle. Uh, if they're right, if they don't come back, I don't like the Steelers quite as much. But you know what I do like doing? Betting the best teams. Kansas City Chiefs minus eight and a half against the Los Angeles Chargers. I'm sorry, I cannot see that line not happening.
0: What's minus 12? Minus 18? I mean, I think that the line I like even better is the first half minus four and a half. Like, I think that maybe they take the foot off the gas, and I just, I don't know that the Chargers have the offense, but if Mahomes shows up, this is essentially Andy Reid after a bye, and I think that they just torch them. And I think they really want to.
1: They don't want a Super Bowl slump. They want to come out and destroy people, and we saw that last week. It's, again, last year we rode the Ravens all day long this year it might be the chiefs that we ride until they uh until they don't cover i believe in andy reed
2: the chiefs you can ride but you have to accept that juice too if you're going to be uh you know betting the spread on them minus 110 it's going to be every game
1: yeah i uh, tell you what when we get back from this next break we're going to do a little football parlay to finish up the show <laughs> Bet Mile High with Will Evans. Weekday afternoons at 2. I
2: mean,
1: honestly, the only disgrace is not betting mile high. And the best part, we don't have to go to Las Vegas to bet like the pros with the Circus Sports. Have your Las Vegas bookie fits in your hands. So whether you're looking to bet the spread on this weekend's games or place a bet on an NFL parlay, the Circus Sports app takes you beyond the basics with mile-high limits. It's sports betting the way it should be. Download the app now, and we have our mile-high parlay of the day. It is a three-teamer. It is some NFL. Guys, we're each going to pick one NFL game against the spread we like. I'm going to put these in, and we're going to win some money. Uh, Richie, start us off. What game, when, what game do you
0: love? Uh, I love the Cowboys, minus 4.5 at minus 113. I got them in my book. So it's the Cowboys at home against the Falcons. I love that bet. Yeah. I love that. Again,
1: home field advantage, not quite uh, as pronounced this season, but they look in rare
2: form. Mike, who do you got? Packers minus 6, Juices minus 110. Lions gave up 240 yards last week to Trubisky. Um Aaron Rodgers threw for like a million yards last week (laughs) so I'll take my shot you know they're playing at home not that home field advantage and they're playing
1: at Lambeau as well and you know what I'm going to take a home favorite too I'm taking the Arizona Cardinals they're playing the Washington football team and now uh, we saw some amazing defense out of that Washington football team but they have not seen something spread like the Cardinals have I'm betting all three of these games together $10 Gets a $70 back on that parlay. Guys, that is what we should be doing all day long. So download the Circus Sports app and start gambling. You must be twenty-one years or older. App can only be used within the state of Colorado. All rights reserved. Circus sports, Colorado LSE encourages responsible gaming. For help and information concerning problem gambling, call one 800 422 5700
0: is it bad that Washington football team's growing on me and I really love it now? Like I just love that name. They yes. just need to keep it.
2: <laughs> yes, it's not a soccer club. <laughs> and
1: now what I what I do actually like about this is on all the betting apps that we have, it doesn't say Wash it just says football team. Yeah. And that right. is oh uh, well, it's 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 so it's so terrible. It's just so pure. I love the
0: football team. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I love simplicity in my life, and now I'm just betting the Washington football team. Now, let's let's actually talk about the Washington football team real fast.
1: Uh, that was one of our big bets. Obviously, they covered the spread. It, we went 5-0 and oh because of the Washington football team. I'm very proud of them, and I'm very proud of that defensive line they have. But Dwayne Haskins, is he really going to be the guy all
0: season long? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that... Alex Smith didn't look like didn't look like he's in a place to come back at all, and you know I think that that game felt like first game under a new coach, jacked up emotionally, come out and Eagles are are beat down. I don't think people took their injuries into account really, and they should have because that's what really we killed. did. Yeah, I mean, you know, but but people, I'm talking about the market in general, but I they haven't seen a guy like Kyler. Um, that Arizona game on Sunday was absolutely disgusting. Kyler ran like 11 times and he was tackled exactly once. He slid the other times and ran out of bounds the other times. And he just, he looked like Michael Vick in the old days, where if it's not there and my third read's gone, like I can pick up a first down on my legs easy. Bye.
1: Yeah, and no, he's not the biggest guy, but he might be the quickest guy on the field, especially running around those DNs. If he gets even a little bit of time to throw, he has the weapons who can uh,
0: get that yak as well. And they were trying to—they were trying to cover Hopkins, and he just kept hitting him. Like they yeah,
1: double were double. We don't—we don't bring up his name on the show because I'm still <laughs> bitter that he—that uh, he got traded. You didn't like David Johnson? I just actually he played okay, really good. Yeah, yeah. Best she, player in yeah, the team. She, Sadly. Sadly, yes. Uh, That's one of the other teams. Last year, we rode uh, the Baltimore Ravens all season long, and they they pretty much covered, what, 14 of the 16 games? It was disgusting. The Houston Texans not looking fantastic. The spread is only seven points. How am I not taking the Ravens in this game? Yeah, I think it's
2: Watson. (laughs) I was going to go with because you're a Texans fan and you have a heart, but...
1: (laughs) I have a heart, but I also have a pocketbook How that can needs you, to be filled. I think
2: you can answer your own question on that. I mean, is, is it the head scratcher, the too-good-to-be-true to bet, or it, plus 100, minus 7, it, minus 320 on the but money? I, but
1: I don't think it's too good to be true. Mm-hmm. We have not seen the...
2: the uh, the juice is what concerns me on that. That seems like so. What is it? Anytime is it? I see that plus one hundred juice on, um, I just I feel like, uh, and there's no nothing backing this up for me really, other than like I feel like I lose. Like, <laughs> anytime I ever take plus one hundred, like, cause I feel like they're baiting you kind of.
0: Do you want you want a weird one? I'm gonna throw out there. Oh, I love weird ones. Cause cause I like this John Rom guy, and you know I like DJ. So I haven't decided which one yet, but. I'm going to parlay their winning just to up their odds with a Thursday night football game. I think I'm going to toss the Browns in with one of these guys and get their odds up to plus 1,900 and give me a chance on Sunday. And if I lose it, you know, just another lost bet. But I like parlaying games with these long-shot winners in these tournaments and kind of getting some better odds and doubling those.
1: No, so right now, uh, DJ is 8-1 to, to win the tournament. But you have to remember, if you do a two-team parlay, it essentially doubles uh, the prize pool.
0: Man... But you're betting on the Browns. See, I I think it's just one of those things. They played the Ravens, who I think are the second best fo- team in football, and they came back fully strung. I, you know, Vegas isn't dumb. Like they laid that number Browns are our favorite for a reason. I think that we saw some good stuff out of the Bengals, but you know, who are they really playing? <laughs> and it's just one of those things that, you know, I'm I'm going to take Baker, and I'm I'm going to take Baker to figure it out. And this is probably a little biased, just because I love that dude. No.
1: I do want to bring up the Bengals real fast. They have one of my least favorite players in the NFL on their squad, Fat Randy. Did you <laughs> see him flop like an EPL player when he missed that kick? He said,
0: oh, yeah, I, I hurt my calf. You didn't hurt your calf. You just yeah. suck. And then he was saying it was the left one when he was grabbing the right one on the field. Yeah, and I, it's ju- just, I just hate him. I mean, you know, it's one of those things that Burrow had a good day. It looks like he's probably going to be a good NFL quarterback. He has the moxie. He has everything. But everything that I saw was a one read quarterback and pull it down. So, like, he's not progressing. And if the Browns see that on tape, then they're going to cover that first read during the routes. And he might have to take off, and then we'll see how fast one back. I
1: going. love it. You know what? On behalf of Mile High Spirits, make sure you're betting responsibly and drinking responsibly, too.